0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 360. What tools does an author need? Now, I just released my 16th book, if I'm counting correctly, my ninth novel, 16th book overall, and I'm constantly getting uh, questions about people who want to write. You know, the the studies show that so many Americans, uh, a vast majority of Americans, have considered writing a book, maybe about something they've gone through in their life, maybe a nonfiction book to teach somebody how to do something. Uh, maybe a novel, whatever it is. There's a lot of people that have thought about it, considered it, but the the reality is most people never pull the trigger. They never get it done. And uh, there are those people, however, who 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 really, you know, with a little bit of guidance and a little bit of uh, uh, courage, can step out and put the proverbial pen to paper or fingers to keep ad, which is my preferred method, and, and knock out a, a book that they can be proud of. And I'm going to talk about a few tools because I do get asked about some of the things that I use. But the, what I want you to get more than anything else is if you haven't started writing a book, go ahead and listen. Buy the resources I mentioned here in a minute. But um, the, the, the bottom line is start writing. If you don't start writing, the tools make no difference at all. Uh, Somebody asked me recently, they said, well, I've got an idea for a book. What should I do? And I said, well, start writing. And they waited, stood there staring at me, waiting for me to say something else. And I said, what? And they said, what else? I said, there is no what else. Start writing. If you don't ever put your your, your fingers on the keypad and start putting the, the, the content on the screen... That nothing else matters, so you've got to get started. You have to start the process. But I'm going to give you some of the tools I use because these are some things that can make your life easier as you get started in the process of writing. Number one, um, this is Evernote. I use Evernote for everything. Uh, I've got so much of my life organized on Evernote. It's like a, a digital... Uh, filing cabinet is the way I like to look at it, and for my writing, I've got a couple of files that I use to store information for book ideas, maybe some outlines for some uh, research that I'm doing, uh, the the book that I'm getting ready to start, the book that I just finished. I've got um, you know several files that I created of just copying and pasting web web links on there because these web links were from research that I was doing while writing the book. And so you've got to store those someplace. So it's a very easy uh, tool to use, a uh, digital filing cabinet that will make your life so much easier. If you learn to use Evernote, you will, you will be so thankful. Um, and there may be something else like it out there. I don't know. I've, I've been using Evernote for several years. Uh, the free version is great. In fact, for most people, the free version would probably be all you need. Um, I go ahead and do the uh, the paid version. It's like $70 a year. Um, it allows me a few more options. It makes it, um, you're, you're, you can't share files uh, if you're using the free version. There's a couple of other options you don't have. But depending on what you're wanting to do with it, the free version is pretty good. But uh, the paid option is not crazy expensive either, just $70 a year. So that's, that's number one. Number two, number two, and I actually even hate saying this one, but the reality is we all have to use it, and it's Microsoft Word. I'm going to tell you about the software that I actually write in in a little while. That'll be one I'll share down the road here in just a minute, but I wanted to start off with Microsoft Word because I'm wanting to just give you the very basics. If you're just starting off and you got a free version of Evernote so you can store your uh, material where you can help organize your thoughts, um, and then Microsoft Word. Because if you're writing Microsoft Word, it's not that bad. It's not my preferred method. As I, like I said, I'll share what I use in a few minutes. But Microsoft Word is one of those things that uh, if, if, if that's what you've got for a word processor, you can s- become a successful author using Microsoft Word. Uh, there's some drawbacks to it, but there's also some very good things about it. And the reality is, even though I don't do my primary writing in it, if you're going to self-publish, you still have to use Microsoft Word to create the document which they use to create a paperback. For Amazon, I can upload directly from my other word processor, which I'll mention in a minute. But uh, for for, for Microsoft Word, um, I have to cut and paste and put everything in Microsoft Word for the paperback format. So... Um, You can't get away from it. So Microsoft Word is one of those things that I don't like using Microsoft. I write on an Apple uh, MacBook Pro, but, you know, that's just personal preference. But uh, Microsoft Word is is really a great place to start uh, writing. You just, you know, save your files, make sure you keep track of everything. It's not as easy to maneuver through, but it's a great way to get started writing your book. Another option for writing is a dictation app. Um, I think Microsoft offers this. Some of the other word processors offer this. Or you can buy just straight up buy a dictation app and use it. Uh, I'm not a fan of these. I like to type. I'm a good typist. But I understand that a lot of people don't. Um, I've got friends. I've got a, one friend who, who just used it uh, for, for a book that he was working on. Used a dictation app. Um, it's better than uh, uh, th- they're better today than they have been. Um, it still requires some work on your part because if you dictate and it's going to basically print the content onto your screen, you're still going to have to go back and edit it. So if you're not um, comfortable writing, you're going to have to get comfortable pretty quick because you're still going to have to go back and edit it and make sure that it's readable because the dictation app is going to. There's going to be typos, the words going to be left out. But by and large, it gives you something to work with. So a dictation app is not a bad way to go um, if you don't like to type or if you're not able to type. I mean, let's face it, everybody um, you know, didn't learn to type in school. And if you're just kind of trying to type with you know uh, one finger from each hand, that's going to take you a long time to write a book. So um, you might want to uh, invest in some typing software, learn how to type, or maybe use one of these dictation apps. It might actually help you. Don't go away. I will be right back. I wanted to let you know that this episode of uh, Leading and Learning is brought to you by my latest book, my my novel, Actionable Intelligence, and this is book three in the Chuck McCain series. Chuck McCain is 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 the main character in the in, in the books, and uh, this is an action packed novel. Uh, it's one of those things. It, it's written about the war on terror. There's Unforgettable characters, uh, really some, some incredible action, a uh, some, some little bit of romance, some humor. But if you like a fast-paced read, this is for you. Uh, the book was released, um, I think it was last Monday. And on Friday, a friend of mine, I happened to run into him, he said, man, you need to write another book. And I said, buddy, I just released one Monday. He said, I've already read it. I was quite impressed because it's about a 370-something page novel, but he said he was traveling during the week and, you know, it gave him something to do on the airplane. But he devoured it, said it was he, he couldn't hardly put it down. So, listen, check it out. Go to, uh, click on the link, go to Amazon. You can read the first bit for free and uh, see if it might be something that would interest you. But I think you would really enjoy actionable intelligence. All right. So, we're talking about what tools... Does an author need? And, you know, we can keep it simple. We talked about Evernote, getting a free version of Evernote to organize your thoughts. Microsoft Word is, uh, is, is, is fine to get started with. Uh, some people like to use a dictation app where you speak into the microphone, it pr- pr- prints the words onto the screen, then you have to go back and edit it. Number four. Now, this is the software that I use. It's called Scrivener, S C R I V E N E R Scrivener. This is a a software designed for writers. Um, I forget how much it is. It's probably sixty or seventy dollars, and it's really just to me, it's just phenomenal software for an, for an author. It helps you organize your book. Uh, it helps you to format the book. It's easy to upload from from there uh, straight up to Amazon if you're if you're a, a Kindle. Direct Publishing, if you're going to publish through them, uh, it's great software to use. Now, I don't recommend for every, everybody starting off with this. Like I said, you can start off with Word. That's fine. But understand, this is software designed for writers. And I find the more I use it, the more I like it. Uh, There's so many different features and, and, and things that you can do with it. I don't even know if I've scratched the surface of it. And I've written, let's see, six, nine, I don't know, 12 or 13 books with it. And I just keep going back to it, and I'm just amazed at how great this software is. Now, look, I'm not giving you a commercial for them. They're not paying me anything. Um, but I do believe in the software. I like it. It's not perfect, but it's it's very, very good software to write a novel or even a nonfiction book in. Um, and, you know, after just working with it for a little while, it's fairly intuitive. You'll you'll have it figured out. Number five. Number five. What other tools does an author need. Now let's start moving to talk about the actual design of your book. Um, you know, there's there's different ways to go as, as far as publishing, and we're not really talking about that in this episode. Uh, if you're paying somebody, which is the way it works if you want to publish your book, unless you're a well-known author, you're either going to pay somebody to help you publish your book, or you're going to do it through Amazon and publish it for free. Um, and I am would much prefer to publish it through Amazon myself and uh, do, do some of the legwork myself. So that involves doing some of the artwork. How are you going to get your cover done? Um, my recommendation is, unless you're a graphic artist, unless you're a graphic artist, unless you're incredibly talented, hire somebody to do the covers for your book. Remember, um, the old, you know, adage, you can't judge a book by its cover. Well, the reality is people do judge books by their cover every single day. If you scroll through Amazon, you're going to see some covers that are good, some covers that are bad, some covers that are going to say, yeah, you know what, that might be interesting, and other covers where you're just going to keep on scrolling because it's not appealing. And so I would really recommend finding somebody to help you design your covers. My last nine books, um, I've been working with somebody. I found him on Fiverr, and I think originally, several years ago, he was charging $17 to help design book covers. I think his prices are up to about $35 or $40 now, which, like I say, the resource highlight for this episode is Actionable Intelligence. Click on the link and just take a look at the cover. Um, I think this is one of the, the best covers I've had. Actually, I think the last three have been very, very good. I've been very pleased. But, uh, but I found this guy. He does good work. I've been using him for all my covers. Reasonable prices, great turnaround time. But uh, you know, you can spend a lot. You can spend a little. Uh, but I think Fiverr, it, and, and that's a that's a website where you can find contractors. F I V E R R, um, reasonably priced. So definitely something to check into. If you're just absolutely broke and do not have the money to do it yourself uh, or to pay somebody to do it and you want to do it yourself, another option is Canva, C-A-N-V-A. This is a, a, a site that allows you to create some pretty good looking artwork. Uh, my book, New Testament Snapshots, uh, I created the cover using Canva and I'm happy with it. I've had good good uh, good success with it. People have, have commented on the cover. That's It's pretty nice. Uh, I probably won't create any more of my covers. I'll probably you know let my friend from Fiverr do it. But um, but I did do that. I used Canva to create you know a couple of covers in the past, and um, you know the one on like I say, New Testament snapshots is probably the the one that I'm most proud of that I created myself. But um, Canva has a lot of great options. There's paid version. There's a free version. I've just got the free version of it. And, uh, it's good. It's, it, it's got a lot to offer. It's a pretty robust website and gives you a lot of options for creating covers. But trust me, you want to create a good book cover. Um, you know, I would just say, go to, like I say, click on actionable intelligence, take a look at that. That's a great book cover. Um, look at the last several of my novels. Uh, I think you'll be pleased The these are good book covers. They grab your attention. The artwork is excellent. And, you know, if you want people to pay any attention to what you're doing, you're probably going to have to spend a little bit of money. And, of course, you can spend a little or a lot just depending on who's doing it for you. So definitely something to consider. All right, well, let's wrap it up. We're talking about tools that, that authors need. And my, my recommendation, again, if you're just getting started, keep it simple. Um, Microsoft Word is a great way to start. Evernote, get the free version of Evernote so you can organize yourself, write down your book thoughts, your ideas, a great place to keep your research. Um, There's just, you know, there's so much you can do with Evernote. Um, If you can't type, learn to type or get a dictation app. That's an idea as well. Um, When you get a little bit further down the road, or if you just want to spend the money, spend the money and get Scrivener. It's a great, great tool to write with. Um, Learn to use Fiverr. To, to help you and, and you know you can even find people on Fiverr that will help you format your book that will edit it for you. I haven't taken advantage of that yet, but um, there's there's a lot of different opportunities there to find people who can help you um, enhance your work. So these are these are six things that, that I've used or regularly use um, with the exception of the dictation app. I've never done that. but uh, I would just recommend taking a look at these tools. But the main thing again is get started, just get started, start writing, put some things on the screen, and then let's see what happens, and you know, you want to find out about publishing, I've spoken about it before, I'll probably speak about it again, but, uh, but the main thing is don't waste your time thinking about publishing until you've got something to actually publish. Well I'd love to hear your thoughts, if you're an author, what are some of the tools that you use? Uh, I know there's so many other things out there that other authors use, and I'd love to hear your feedback. What, what is something that you consider to be absolutely indispensable in your writing process? Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section so that we can talk about it. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I'll see you next week on Leading and Learning.